Thank you, loving Father, for making it possible that we are privileged to be among the living today. We are grateful, Lord, and we thank you for giving us this privilege. Glory be unto your name. Please grant to us the gift of your Holy Spirit now. We want you to bless us, and your word is powerful. We want you to sanctify us through your word. Grant us the gift of your Holy Spirit that we may discern the treasures contained in your word. We also pray that you will give us power to become sons of God, as you have promised that as many as received Christ, you give them power to become the sons of God. Please do that for us today. Put your words in our mouth, that we may speak words that will be a blessing to all who would be listening to, and I pray you give them power also to become children of God. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Our High Calling February 22 In Love with Christ For such an high priest became us, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 26 The character of Christ was one of unexampled excellence, embracing everything pure, true, lovely, and of good report. We have no knowledge of his ever visiting a party of pleasure or a dance hall, and yet he was the perfection of grace and courtly bearing. Christ was no novice. He was distinguished for the high intellectual powers he possessed even in the morning of his life. His youth was not wasted in indolence, neither was it wasted in sensual pleasure, self-indulgence, or frittered away in things of no profit. Not one of his hours from childhood to manhood was misspent, none were misappropriated. Jesus was sinless and had no dread of the consequences of sin. With this exception, his condition was as yours. You have not a difficulty that did not press with equal weight upon him, not a sorrow that his heart has not experienced. His feelings could be hurt with neglect, with indifference of professed friends as easily as yours. Is your path thorny? Christ was so in a tenfold sense. Are you distressed? So was he. How well fitted was Christ to be an example? The inspired record says of him, Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Luke chapter 2 verse 52. As he grew in years, he grew in knowledge. He lived temperately. His precious hours were not wasted in dissipating pleasures. He had a truly healthy body and true powers of mind. The physical and mental powers could be expanded and developed as yours or 
any other youths. The word of God was his study, as it should be yours. Take Jesus as your standard. Imitate his life. Fall in love with his character. Walk as Christ walked. A new spring will be given to your intellectual faculties. A large scope to your thoughts when you bring your powers into vigorous contact with eternal things which are intrinsically grand and great. Amen. The title of our devotion is In Love with Christ in love with Christ and it is a continuation of all we have been studying looking at Jesus Christ as our example as we have seen in past devotions Jesus is our example he is our standard he is the person who we are to pattern our life after we are to copy him we are to study his life and so delicately, so deeply, and copy his lifestyle. He had a life of spiritual, intellectual, moral, and mental excellence. And that is what he wants us to be. That is what God wants us to be. There is no man that is our standard except Jesus. We are not to look to people around us no matter the position they hold, whether pastors or teachers, whether doctors or lawyers, whether our parents, they are not our example. Neither are we to look into the Bible and look at the men or women there, whether Daniel or Joseph, whether Enoch or Moses, none of them is our example. Our great exemplar is none other than Jesus Christ. Yesterday we saw how we can transform the mind to have that mind of Christ and if you missed that devotion I would advise that you listen to it the devotion of February 21 which talked about how we can reflect Christ's image in summary we reflect Christ's image by obeying the laws of the mind if you do not know the laws of the mind and walk and take it take advantage of it you will not be able to reflect Christ's image. We are told in Philippians 2 verse 5 that the mind of Christ should be in us. Romans 12 verse 2 tells us that we should be transformed by the renewing of the mind. And we looked at how the mind can be renewed. If you haven't listened to that, I advise that you do yourself well to listen to it. Today we are looking at more specific things that we will find in the life of Christ if we are to copy the pattern. There are many who would say they are copying the pattern and, be, and they will be doing things that are contrary to the life of Christ as if we cannot see or know who Christ is. We can read the word of God and hear Christ say that he kept his father's commandments. We can read the word of God if you want to read from Matthew to John and see the life he lived when he was here on earth. But if you want to copy the pattern Jesus Christ, it is not limited to studying the book of Matthew to John. The whole book of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation is about Jesus Christ. And that was why Jesus said to 
the Pharisees in John chapter 5 verse I think 24 verse 39 he said to them search the scriptures for in them ye think ye have eternal life and they are they which testify of me another version says you make search in the holy writings in the belief that through them you get eternal life and it is those writings which give give witness about me in another version it says you study the scriptures thoroughly because you think in them you possess eternal life and it is these same scriptures that testify about me now in that time when jesus was talking about scripture the book of matthew mark luke and john and all the letters of paul and the whole of the new testament was not written we only had genesis to malachi that is what jesus was referring to as scriptures And he said, study that scripture. It is talking about me. So what's the point here? If you want to study the pattern Jesus Christ, you are not limited to Matthew to John. Study the scriptures. All of it testifies about Jesus Christ. So if you want to copy the pattern Jesus, study the whole of the scriptures. That God in the beginning that created the heavens and the earth, do you know who it is? That was Jesus the person who related with Moses in the burning bush, that pillar of fire by night and the pillar of cloud by day. Do you know who that was? That was Jesus, the man who appeared to Manoah and and spoke to him concerning the birth of Samson. That was Jesus. Everything you read in the Old Testament that talks about God relating with man, that is Jesus. When you study the scriptures and see the way God relates with man, how he reacts to certain things men do, then you can know how to please him. You can know how to copy the pattern Jesus Christ by seeing his response to different things that happens in the word of God, the different stories. See, there is nothing that is well calculated to teach man to behave like God more than the history, the stories in the word of God. Not the prophecies now, but the story, sacred history, is the best teacher of, to man of how to imitate the pattern, Jesus Christ. And when I say sacred history, I'm not referring to just Genesis to Malachi, including the New Testament. All of it is sacred history. The stories there, they teach us how to imitate Christ. Now, today we are looking at specific things that Christ did and did not do in this devotion. For example, it says here that Christ was a, a he lived a life of unexampled excellence, embracing everything pure, true, lovely, and of good report. Specifically, now he says we have no knowledge of his ever visiting a party of pleasure or a dance hall, and yet he was the perfection of grace and courtly bearing. So, for us who want to reflect the image of Christ, specifically, we should know. This is our example. You have no example of Jesus attending parties of pleasure. And one may be wondering, how about weddings? Of course, he attended wedding. A wedding ceremony is a wedding ceremony. It's not a party of pleasure. But of course, today, these wedding ceremonies have been transformed to something else. So it is your choice to know or your, in your intellect, know what you are attending and when to leave. Because... Jesus did not attend any party of pleasure. He did not go to any dance hall. 
people are changing these ceremonies like weddings and birthdays to dance halls today there's nothing that brings a dance hall music and character into a child dedication or a wedding or a burial it is wholly inappropriate for such things to be put in such ceremonies god ordained weddings and we are to attend them but when people begin to change the wedding ceremonies to dance hall then we have an example our, our, our example would not go to such places and that is our example today we are not to go to such places it doesn't matter whether they call it wedding it's what is going on in the ceremony that matters what is going on in the ceremony whether you call it even church some churches today have changed to dance hall jesus went to church but he didn't go to the dance hall when the church changes to dance hall then you realize what's going on there that matters not the name you call it you can call it church you can call it service but when it is changing to dance hall our lord jesus christ has given us an example he did not attend such things what's more he says here christ was no novice he was distinguished for his high intellectual powers he possessed even in the morning of his life and i love this example here and it's something that we all should take note of i would say myself i need to take note of it It says his youth was not wasted in indolence that is doing nothing just staying and doing nothing that was not how christ was neither was it wasted in sensual pleasure sensual pleasure will include wasting time in watching movies in just playing games in reading books that are of no value all those things are included under the, the, the uh, term sensual pleasure christ did not waste his time in that neither did he waste it in self-indulgence or allow the time to just fritter away waste in things of no profit not one of his hours from childhood to manhood was misspent none were misappropriated do you know that the reason why we are we we don't grow intellectually and in our skills is because we waste time a lot in doing things we should not do i remember as a youth young man in my teenage how much time was spent in watching seasonal movies all the prison breaks and 24s and losts and fringe and all these uh, sitcoms like friends do you know how much time if i calculate it and what benefits did those things give to me today other things have replaced that people are on youtube facebook they are watching dramas and uh, these what do you call them now soap operas this telemundo and z world and all that comes out of it do you know that that time you could have used it to improve yourself do you know that the time you spent in watching those things or in discussing with friends the movies you have watched the new music that is coming out do you know that that time you were using to spend in showing your friend that new dance step that new music that book discussing it playing that game just accumulate that time and you'll see that you have wasted years of your life and those years of your life could have been used in learning simple things many people say oh there's no job there's no job do you know you could have used that time in improving yourself in just learning some computer skill you may say oh i don't have a computer do you know you could have used to learn any hand skill and improve yourself or read something that will make your mind to expand something very relevant the word of god 
the Bible. All these times could have been spent reading the Bible. But of course, I won't say only the Bible, but you could have used it to develop your skills and your mental capacities. These things are wasters of time. Not only are they wasting your time, they are diminishing your mental capacity and your mind. They, they make you less intel- intelligent when you keep on exposing yourself to these sensual pleasures. You not only waste your time, but you make your mind dull. If there is anything well calculated to expand the mind, to open the, the parts of the brain, to make it active, to stimulate the mind, it is the Word of God. I tell you the truth, the Bible makes one wiser. Look at what, the, what was written about Jesus and what do you think made him like this? In the book of in the book of John 7, reading verse 5 and 6, when Jesus had been speaking and teaching and in his behavior, the Jews says, in verse 5 says, and the Jews marveled, saying, How knoweth this man let us, having never learned? Jesus answered them and said, My doctrine is not mine, but his that sent me. The people were shocked. This man didn't go to school. We know that he never attended any college or university, but the way he was speaking, the things he was saying, and by his civility and his behavior, they knew that this is no crude person, that this is no local local man, this is no illiterate. And it was shocking to them. How is it that this man who never went to school and never learned under us? He knows letters. Not, and that's how this man letters is not just about reading and write, writing. Like I said, it's about his culture, his behavior. And what's more, fishermen who were the disciples of Jesus, who were not learned. Hear what the Bible says and what the people said about them in Acts chapter 4 verse 13. It says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled. And they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Amen. These men were unlearned and they used the word ignorance, that is illiterate. Do you know what it is for people to marvel? They were shocked and surprised greatly. How is it that these men who were fishermen never went to school? Illiterates are the way they are speaking the way they are speaking with such boldness and literacy and eloquence they then realized oh i know why these people have spent time with jesus do you know that the same thing will happen to you happen to you if you spend time with jesus the religion of christ does not make one dwarfed in his intelligence it doesn't make you less intelligent and i can testify to it And everyone who I know has come close to Christ in truth will testify that it has made them wiser and better. How does it happen? The study of the word of God stimulates the mind. It opens the parts of the brain that have been left dormant, unused, so that when you then pick up other things to do in skills and other things to study, you find out that the mind is quick to apprehend things. The mind is apt to understand, keen to dissect and discern things of life. Why? Because it has been 
stimulated by coming close to the Creator, by coming close to the most intelligent person, Jesus himself. So by conversing and spending time with him, the mind becomes more deeper in its understanding, the intellect becomes sharper, the understanding becomes keen just by coming close to Jesus. Coming close to Jesus has not made me, let me speak personally now, any less intelligent. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, it has increased my mental capacities. It has increased my abilities to learn skills. I can go on and on in my own personal experience. There's no need talking about somebody else like Peter and John. How about me? Yes, the same has happened to me. It has made me to study things that naturally I see no reason to study them. But because of the religion of Christ, I would even study things that goes as far as space, nature, even some things that have to do with technology and other skills because there is a reason to know these things So, because you want to use it for Christ's sake. And you find out that in conversing with people, you have the right things to say and you know the right things and you know what decisions to make that are best for you. Even if you have not gone to the schools of men to study these things, you could speak with someone who in his own studies, maybe is a master in this or master in that and they will be surprised to find out that you even know more than them in the things that they claim to be masters of. For example, things that have to do with health. When you learn from God about health, you'll find out that you'll be miles ahead of the world in intellect and also in skills. You would know better when you study the art under God. You know in the Bible we have all those things, arts and skill and eloquence and all of that. It's in the word of God. When you study it, you find out that you'll be miles ahead of those who are studying it in the schools and universities of today. So I'll read something here that talks about how Christ coming close to him will make us better. We read here, it says, Take Jesus as your standard. Imitate his life. Fall in love with his character. Walk as Christ walked. A new spring will be given to your intellectual faculties, a larger scope to your thoughts when you bring your powers into vigorous contact with eternal things which are intrinsically grand and great. Thoughts of God and of heaven are ennobling. There is no limit to the height you may reach. For it will be like swimming in waters where there is no bottom. Vital religion is of such a character that it will widen the scope and stimulate the movements of the human understanding. There is nothing belittling in the pure religion of Christ. The gospel received will bow down the loftiness of man of human understanding and lay the haughtiness of man low that God alone may be exalted. But in this, it does not dwarf the intellect and cripple the energies. It transforms the man, renewing his heart or renewing his mind, changing his character and not cramping the intellect. Coming close to Christ does not cramp your intellect. It renews it. Remember yesterday, Romans 12 verse 2? Be transformed by the renewing of the mind. How does his mind get renewed? By beholding the mind becomes changed. By coming close to Christ. By putting the mirror of the mind in front of Christ, the mirror will reflect him and it will be transformed and the heart renewed or the mind renewed when you come close to Christ. True religion unfolds and calls out the mental energies. Now, do you know what is the connection? Look at this. Conviction and repentance of sin. Renunciation of self and trust in the merits of the blood of Christ cannot be experienced 
without the individuals being made more thoughtful, more intellectual than he was before. So what is it that makes the mind become more skillful, more intelligent? It is not by much study itself. It is not by picking up books per se. What causes it is conviction and repentance of sin. Renunciation of self, that is don't trust yourself anymore but trusting in the merits of the blood of Christ. When you are experiencing this, what happens to the mind? It becomes more thoughtful. It becomes more careful. It becomes sharper. You see, it is not that Jesus is going to teach, sit you down and start to teach you botany and zoology and astronomy. No. It is that when you experience conviction of sin, when you renounce self and repent of your sins and begin to trust in the merits of Christ, something happens to the mind when you experience that. It makes the mind become more thoughtful. It, be, it makes the mind become sharper in its intellect. There is a connection between repentance from sin and getting more intelligent in the mind. Intelligence does not necessarily come from reading of books, but it comes from experiencing the transformation of life in Christ. So, if Christ is our example, do not think that he's going to dwarf your mind or make you less intelligent, no. No one will become mentally imbecile by having his attention directed to God. Connection with God is connection with all true wisdom. That is letter 17, 1878. I pray that as we all get closer to Christ, we would experience this transformation both in our intellect and in our moral life. Amen. One of the paragraph here says, The inspired record says of him, Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. That's from Luke chapter 2 verse 52. <coughs> Continues, The word of God was his study as it should be yours. Steps to Christ, page 90, it reads that there is nothing more calculated to strengthen the intellect than the study of the scriptures. No book is so potent to elevate the thought, to give vigor to the faculty as a broad ennobling truth of the Bible. If God's words were studied as it should be, men will have a breadth of mind, nobility of character, stability of purpose as it is as it is seen <clears throat> as it is really seen in these times so we see here what the study of the word of god can do to the mind and romans 8 looking at uh, the title see in love with christ the natural man is at enmity with God. So how can we develop such love? It's only as we experience the new birth. That new birth experience is the only thing that will help the natural man to start loving those things that you naturally hate. Mm. When that is happening, then you can see that you are walking now on the right path because the things that you love once more, you start hating them and those that you hate, you start loving them. 
like the reading of the scriptures picking up the bible to read so that it can open your mind to the knowledge of things about new worlds that um, you have not heard of the stories in the bible that inspires the mind the account of matthew mark luke that talked about christ's life on earth how he worked with the disciples his miracles so those are things that can draw the mind closer and closer to him that the bible becomes the book you cherish so much to read about to memorize to keep in the mind and when facing temptation it becomes a safeguard for us so there is a need a call for prayer because only the spirit of god can put in our heart that love for him that we can fall in love with him and the transformation will begin to happen in the mind say take jesus as your standard imitate his life fall in love with his character walk as christ walked a new spring will be given to your intellectual faculties a large scope to your thought when you bring your powers <clears throat> into vigorous contact with eternal things which are intrinsically grand and great yes. This is what will happen to the mind if we decide today to fall in love with him. If we decide and it becomes a prayer in the heart, even just thinking about it, if really you don't know what to do, you don't know how to love him, you can just make a simple prayer in your heart and the Spirit of God can help you, it can direct you to the scriptures where you can read and identify with some of the things that you read in the scriptures and your love for him will continue to grow because the bible is not a book that is like abstract it deals with our daily experience what we face every day and you will be finding solutions to the problems that you face every day and that is how your love will continue to be deepened with god I pray that the Lord will help us to really um, take the study of the Word of God as something most important so that our intellectual powers can continue to grow stronger and stronger daily. Amen. Indeed, thank God for this lesson. To, In fact, to get more insight of how Christ's uh, young life was when he was a youth, we can go through the book Desire of Ages, chapter 9. There we find a lot of things. Like one I, I stumbled upon was from the, from the same chapter, page 89, paragraph 2. It says, Often he was asked, that is, Christ was asked, Why are you bent on being so singular? so different from us all it is written he said blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the lord blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart they also do no iniquity they walk in his ways 
So you can see that Christ's response to everything was, it is written. As earlier explained, as young people, we are, we are bombarded with a lot of temptations that people ask us, why are we so different? Not just the youth ask us, even those of older ages. I remember from my own experiences too as in school, when I would not want to partake in some things, I was asked these questions and of course when you are being asked, you, it, you will be looked, you will be maybe bullied, you may be looked at someone who in fact you are out of your mind. But when you understand the truth, when you understand what you are doing, you will not be bothered because you know that the, the Bible says in 1 John 3.1. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. The world will not know us, because even Christ they did not know. The Pharisees who so much preached the word of God, they did not know him. And because they did not know him also, you don't expect them also to know us. So, no matter how much they will ask, no matter how much they'll be surprised why we are so indifferent we ourselves should not be surprised we should not wonder why they, they do not know us no we should not because that is the world themselves not not because people claim christianity means they are christians the pharisees were christians to the core even more than christians of today but yet they could not acknowledge the son of god himself so indeed we'll be we will seem to be in, to be different from the world themselves, but that is what Christ's life also was like. He he was totally different. That people were were always asking, why is he so different, and so many questions. But that is who a Christian is. That's why from the the, the Bible, the book of First, the, the book of First John chapter 4 verse 17 which says hearing is our boldness in the day of judgment that as he is so are we in this world so this is our boldness that as christ is so are we in this world not in the next world in this world so we should not be be, be bothered about the world who who claim to be christians and are not christians that is how it is from the beginning from the days of noah it is only few who are recognized by god not because everybody hated God, no. Everybody claimed to be God's own. But indeed, those who are truly God's own are those who keep his commandments. So you do not expect the multitude to be keeping God's commandment, no. So we should strive daily to be among the few. Among the few who will be faithful to God. You know, one, one thing about, about this Christianity is, about the truth is, we may not be preachers. We may not stand on pulpits, but the greatest evidence of a Christian's life is the character, how he lives daily. So even Christ's youthful days, he did not come out to start preaching to people before they even asked him, why are you so different? No, his actions, his daily habits, people noticed that and they were wondering why. And same thing to us today, we may not be the pre someone who comes to the pulpit to preach to people, no. The greatest sermon is our character, is how we live our lives. And when we live our lives, people will certainly ask, why are we so different? And when we are asked, we will be like Christ, it is written. So here is our boldness. And so one thing we should ever keep in our mind is this, that whatever thing we do, 
it's it's the greatest evidence we are giving to the world we are witnessing for christ so when they want to partake in their frivolity going to parties going to places like 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 beaches and the rest all for pleasures when we say we are not going with them though they may they may smite they may mock but we have stood against them as witnesses they will not ask for God. I do not knew the way. They will not ask God that ah, I was blind. No, because you have shown them the light. You have shown them that this is what it means to be a Christian. So even though they reject it, it is a witness that will always stand against them until they repent. So whatever actions we take in the presence of people, we are actually showing them the light. No wonder Christ said, ye are the light of the world so we are giving them the pathway so we should not because of mockery because of of ridicule shrink away no but instead we should make it known to them so that they will know the pathway so they they, they may not like that path they may they may repulse against it but we have shown them and that will be the greatest evidence to them of what it means to be a christian so i pray god helps us to 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 be so much in love with christ that at every point in life we will want to be like him we will not even be bothered about what the world will say in fact one thing that has always helped me in a simple scenario is it you know how it is when you as a normal person come and a madman is laughing at you you not because the madman who is naked is laughing at you means then you then go naked because you want to be like the madman if it's very of course it's very absurd same thing not we are christians we are living like christ not because we want to imitate the life of christ someone comes who 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 is like the world and comes to laugh at us then we then be like them no of course we are going totally on the wrong path but rather we'll stand on our ground not even to be ashamed at all but we stand so we will show to them what it means to be someone who is normal someone who is living life they call frivolity pleasures that that is life itself but indeed that is the death we are living the true lifestyle but they are living the death time because at the end everything is to dust the life which they think they had they will not have it so let us let us walk in the life which god has given us so that who indeed will be with him one day he, lo- he loves us so much that he has made himself an example in every aspect of life so that we have no excuse so that we have the greatest comfort that whatever trials whatever besetment we may be facing he is there with us so i pray god helps us to to follow the life of christ to study him daily so that more and more day by day we'll be like him so this is our earnest prayer that we always we always we should always seek to ask from god to be like him amen let us pray loving father we thank you for blessing us with these words today we thank you lord for the provision that has been made for our growth intellectually mentally morally and spiritually now lord we present ourselves to you all who are listening and all who are here and we pray lord that the experience of what it means to pattern our life after that of christ will be given to us 
We pray, Lord, that you will open our hearts and our minds, open our eyes, that we may see wondrous things out of your law. Help us, Lord, to see Christ as we study your word. Help us, Lord, that our minds will begin to comprehend the eternal realities contained in the scriptures that testify of Jesus. Many of us study the word, but we don't see Jesus in it. We think we are looking for eternal life, but we do not know that it is testifying of Jesus. Like the Pharisees and the Jews, we are blinded to these things. I pray, Lord, please open our eyes that we may see our Lord Jesus in the scriptures and that by seeing, we will pattern our life after his. Give us grace today to live for you. The temptations we will be meeting, we do not know what they will be. But Lord, we commit ourselves to you. Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from all evil, O Lord. Keep us in the faith and help us to represent you properly today. Whatever defects in character we have today, again, Lord, we pray. Help us, Lord, that you would grow more and correct these defects. Thank you for hearing and answering our prayers. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen.